Hey everyone, it's Connor. Today's the 21st of July. So, that little six-year-old boy that I was talking about a few episodes ago, well, me and my father-in-law, he, uh, the six-year-old boy came to our house today. His stepmother dropped him off, which is all fine. And his name is Karen, by the way. And he began to tell us what was going on with his mother, Stacy, and about how she was smoking meth and got arrested and is in jail. And this wonderful little boy has been through hell and back. I'm going to just come out and I'm going to say it. When my wife and I first took in his mother and him, he would not speak to anybody. He was that closed off. And now, today, while I was working my day job, he just went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Which, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm not not doing this podcast for complaining. I'm just saying that, you know, for the better part of two years when he was with us, plus we got him reunited with his biological father. And, you know, uh, his uh, biological father uh, married. um, So now he has a stepmother. You know, they've been really good for him. Now, they're they're going through their own struggle and stuff. But, you know, my, my wife and I, we, we will do what we can to help out. So I am actually headed into work from Boulder because uh, Jasmine dropped him off at our place. So in return, I said, well, hey, I'll, you know, I can just end up going to work early. And so I'll just drop him off if that's easier for you because they live in Longmont. I mean, sure, it's 30 minutes, like, significantly out of my way. But at the end of the day, does that even really matter? Not to me. Not to my wife. You know, whatever we can do to help. If I, if they weren't bringing him in the middle of my workday, I would have just went and got him. But, so, I mean, they're trying. And he, I, I FaceTimed with my wife, um... Well, she was at work today, and then she got to see little Karen before she got off. And it's sad that this is that, that this is that six-year-old little boy that I've been talking about that CPS won't do anything. Like, this is the part that I'm going to complain about is that our system is significantly broken when it comes to the welfare of the children. We, Stacy got fired from her job. We, nobody knows where she is, and... You know, I know it's none of my business, but there is a custody court order that she's supposed to be doing things and stuff, and she's not. How many times does one person have to mess up before the state intervenes and says, okay, you are not fit to be a parent? Like, I I wish I would have started these podcasts so long ago and, and started, I guess one could say, venting about this stuff that Stacy would do in our household. And my wife and I's kids, Jackson and, and Squeak. Squeak is short for Ezekiel, it's his nickname. But they wouldn't even go to Stacy. And our kids go to everybody. You know what I mean once they figure out they're nice, you know, Mama and Dada's got to like high five them or hug them or something first, and then the kids will go. And the kids would never go to Stacy.
at all. Um, it's I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to mean comparing kids to dogs, but kids just as much as dogs have very good intuitions as far as who, who who's good and who's not. But anyways, so Kieran and I, we were on our way to PetSmart in Boulder because that's where a stepmom works. And he's all looking sad and mopey. And so I asked him, I'm like, dude, what's wrong? He's like, I don't want to go home. I want to stay with you guys. And I'm like, dude, you're going to come back on Friday and spend some more time with the Saturday. I was like, I'm hoping that I can talk to your parents and then you just spend the night Friday into Saturday and then we can do breakfast together and things like that. Because, I mean, it's kind of late on Friday. Um, I mean, I don't mind taking him home at, you know, 8 o'clock at night. But, I mean, our kids are in bed by 7.30 typically. Uh, 8.30 at the latest. So, you know. There were rules when he was living with us and a good amount of structure and stuff. And he was in counseling and school and everything. Um, you know, Kieran does have to repeat kindergarten, not because of COVID, but because he got, you know, transferred out too many times by his mother um, and things like that. And, you know, when he was in the care of his mother, he wasn't seeing his counselor, David and and so on and so forth. So that kind of, you know, threw him through a loop and, you know, he, he really liked David. Um, that, that was a really awesome choice that my wife and I uh, made together because we were actually scared that he wouldn't talk to David. And it ended up, I mean, for the first five or six sessions, it didn't, it, you know, it wasn't as good as we had hoped. And that's nothing against David. That's, that was just Kieran trying to figure out his element and, you know, what to do and what not to do. Um, and then David started doing drawings and playing and, and things like that. And he, and then Kieran started opening up all on his own. And now that Kieran understands that he can talk to people, he just goes on and on and on and on. I, I don't know who's worse, my kiddo or, or him. It's like they're the uh, brothers of the Energizer Bunny. They just keep going and going and going and going. While I was working in my little office in the closet today, I heard Daxton and Kieran and Squeak. They were all laughing and a playing. And, you know, it was really nice to hear all that again because we hadn't seen Kieran in a couple months just because his parents had been busy and the whole court battle and things like that. But, you know, it's, it's good to see somebody that we've helped continue to grow. And, of course, his, his ways have never changed. Of course, th- this one was on me. You know, we, we get home uh, to, to my wife and I's place and I ask him, I'm like, all right, buddy, are you hungry? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not being starved or anything like that. He's always been that way. You ask him if he's hungry, he'll eat. And, you know, he, 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 know, he, he learned from our house. He'll always get fed. No child ever goes hungry in our house. I'll go hungry before they go hungry. My wife can't go hungry because she's pregnant. That would be very bad for both of them. And and he knows that. And 
he opened my uh, cabinet door today that's in the kitchen of our apartment. He's like, wow, you got a lot of food. Nobody's going hungry today. <laughs> and he he's just all the way around a really awesome kid. I just, I, I wish, my wife and I wish we could, there was something more we could do. Yeah, like, I, I'm not one to talk about, uh, bad about people, but his biological mother, she just can't deal with it right now. And, y- you know, the state gave her a chance then, she messed it up. She was on probation for DUIs and DWIs. Um, she, um... She was in and out of the court system because of her drug use and alcohol abuse and other public things, as I'll leave it. But they gave her a chance. She had 26 FAs when she was introduced to our life. In case you don't know what FAs are, failure to appears. They were going to arrest her on the spot once she checked in with the Lakewood Police Department. And, you know, my my wife and I, we found out later, you know, we were lied to. You know, she did steal some money from us, but we didn't realize that until after the fact. Um, But um, I remember that day we went to Lakewood because it was me, my wife, Kieran, and Stacy. And our oldest was in daycare at the time. Uh, well, he still is, but he was at daycare that day. And before Stacy went and talked to the sheriff's department, because that's where she had to report because of all, her, all of her failure to appears, I talked to the sheriff and I introduced myself. I'm like, hey, my name's Connor. You know, my wife's out here. We just took Stacy and her son in. You know, I'm pretty sure she's going to walk out getting arrested because of the failure to appears. Is there any leniency you can grant her? You know, um, we took her in to try to help her get her life back in order. I understand the charges brought against her and everything. I'm fully aware. And he's like, why did, why did you guys decide to help her? And I'm like, you know what? Honestly... It felt like a right situation. I was working in her store one day, and she kind of just spilled the beans. I don't know if she was holding it in for so long and had nobody to talk to, or how exactly that came up, but that conversation started real simple. Hey, can I talk to you? And I was like, well, personal or professional? And she's like, very personal. And I was just like, all right, shoot, you know? Talking between, you know, customers, because, you know, if you, you don't want somebody knowing something personal, then don't say it in front of somebody. And, you know, she told me the bulk of what was going on, excuse me, and stuff like that. And, and that's exactly what I told the sheriff. I was just like, look, you know, one day and, and, you know, she was in a dark place at the time. So my wife and I started going over to her mother's where, you know, she was sleeping on a couch. Karen was half on a, a bed, half on the floor behind the couch. Didn't have his own space. Didn't even have so much as a known, a known bag to put his stuff in. And I went home and I cried like a little baby. 
to my wife because it reminded me of so much of me when I was younger and the things that I ended up going through. And I told, I, I, in a way, I begged my wife, even though I didn't need to, because my wife and I are just those type of people. If there's a way we can make something work, we will figure out how to make it work. And, you know, it, it was hard because I'm, I'm the strong silent type. Um, and, you know, for me to cry in front of my family because, I mean, because basically of a flashback, I mean, it, it, that was a struggling day and that, it kind of sat with me for a couple days after kind of just lingered and, you know, stuff. And I wasn't seeing a counselor then or on antidepressants at the time, but, uh, I feel like if I was, it would have helped me, you know, kind of get past it instead of trying to do it on my own. But, you know, I did and well, I made it past it. So we're good there. But, you know, so my wife and I, we talked and, you know, after I could calm down a little bit and actually speak words instead of half words while crying, um, you know, we, we had long conversations. We looked at our finances because we knew that if we were going to take in a mother and her child, you know, there was going to be some money involved. Um, not, not to take them in, just floating extra costs because we didn't know where her finances were and we didn't ask. Um, we felt that it wasn't our place. And, you know, I, I went back to work that day. Um, she wasn't, I wasn't at her store. I was at my own store. And so I called her on the work phone and I was like, Hey, you know, do you got, you know, 10 minutes that we can talk? And she's like, well, yeah, can you call my cell phone? Here's my cell phone number. So, you know, I, I called her cell phone for her request. And I, you know, I told her, I was like, all right, look, so my wife and I talked, you know, will, you know, how's you guys, you'll have your own room. Um, Karen will have his own room up until, you know, Daxton's born and stuff. And, um, you know, per our apartment, they've already okayed it and everything. Um, so my wife and I, we bought a, a $1,200 pullout couch because it was two sections, a queen. And we slept on that out in the living room to give them the, the proper space that they needed. And um, keep in mind, my wife is pregnant while going with this. And well, later in all of this, you know, my wife wasn't as comfortable as, as we had thought she would be on the pullout couch. So we stopped pulling it out, you know, for the bed for both of us to sleep next to each other. I slept in the chair, she slept on the couch, and, and we'd rotate based on my wife's comfort needs. Because um, some days she did fine on the couch, other days she do way better in the chair. And like, hey, I get it, no problem. You know, my, my family comes first, um, especially my wife when she's pregnant. Um, so, you know, we did that for almost a year. And then... My wife and I found a townhouse uh, that had more space. 
Um, Stacy and Kieran wanted to move with us, so, you know, we let them move with us and everything. Um, and it was, it was a good move. Like I said, more space, um, mostly because of Kieran and Stacy anyways, uh, was the why we were looking. Cause you know, we got tired of sleeping out in the living room, but, um, you know, she wouldn't take him to school. She wouldn't help him brush his teeth. She wouldn't read him bedtime stories. I mean, I, I understand that a parent is not required to do those things by any type of means, but I also learned something that it is actually considered child abuse on the neglect side by not teaching them the things and not doing things with them. And, you know, her, her and I, father to a mother, you know, we had those conversations and, you know, I pulled things up from CPS, you know, the notes that were written and things like that and showed her because I, I didn't want her to think we were like just blowing smoke out of our butt or anything like that. Like we're not those type of people. And, um, you know, she she got her act together for a short period of time and she was really good on it for that short period of time. And then she'd fall backwards. And, you know. We, we, we kept doing our part in informing CPS of the situation, but because Kieran was under our roof, he was loved, taken care of, he had everything that he needed, and then some, as they say, there was nothing they could do. And, you know, it, it broke my heart because it's like, we didn't want to kick him out. Of course, we, we would have never done that. But... Um, Something happened, not not with us and Stacy. Um, her and one of her cop friends with benefits, and she moved out, moved in with them, with Kieran, and then his whole world just completely fell apart. And it 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 was a sad, sad mess, and it, and it still is. That's part of the reason why the mother and the biological father are in this whole custody thing. They, the way that the custody uh, order is set is they have 50-50 custody and she's supposed to have him on certain days and there's him and his wife are supposed to have Kieran certain days. And she and, and the biological mother, Stacy, has not been picking up the kid and uh, picking up Kieran as should at the times. It's always late or two days later or even not at all. Or there's the excuse, oh, I can't get there. I'm working. I've been called into work and things like that. Now, I, I appreciate a working mother and a working father and or I do very much. Because I have two overnight jobs, one full-time, one part-time, and a full-time day job. And I'm not going to lie right now, I've been up for uh, more than 48 hours, and it's kicking my butt until tomorrow morning at 7.30 in the morning. I'm looking forward to four hours of sleep. But even before COVID, everybody was struggling, but not as bad. And, and, and now that there is, you know, we, we have passed COVID and COVID has done the damage. And I thank the government of the United States of America for all the help, even though it did create more debt and future generations are and, and going to end up paying on that debt. You know, I do appreciate the emergency money 
that was put into effect to help everybody. And I think it did help, but I think it hurt at the same time. But that's, I get it. That's my personal opinion. And a lot of you may agree. A lot of you may significantly disagree. And I, and I respect your decisions and your opinions. But in, in, in this exact instance, you know, because Stacy and the biological father's taxes were not filed together, it all went to Stacy. And which on that front was not fair, nor was it part of the court order. She was actually supposed to give it to the biological father and give us a good portion, my wife and I, because we took care of Karen. And I told the biological dad, I don't, we weren't in it for the money. I don't want any of it. My wife doesn't want any of it. You can have it. And if you choose to split it with Stacy, then that's on you. And, you know, we, we, we got our own for our own kids. You know, we, we, we don't need somebody else's money. And, um, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, could we have used it? Could it have helped us out, you know, when we were struggling? Oh, absolutely. But morally and ethically, that wouldn't have been right of us. And so it, it was hard him growing up for a period of time where his mother would just he would be sitting in the living room with me and my wife and Daxton. He'd be watching TV and eating dinner because, you know, we just first moved in and stuff and we didn't even have a kitchen table yet because it was just my wife and I and, you know, her, her in pregnancy. And she would just walk past him, go to work, didn't say anything, which is fine. She didn't need to say anything to us anyways. I mean, a bye, have a good day or something would have been nice, but not needed, not expected, you know. But my, my point to this is she wouldn't even pay attention to who was in the room. And there was times that, you know, because Kieran actually ended up going to a different daycare because of COVID rather than our own kids' daycare. So my wife, because she couldn't be late to work, he, she would have to drop him off with me before I got off my shift and I would take him to daycare. And all that was fine. But I had to go pick up his mother anyway, Kieran's mother, because she didn't have a vehicle. And she would never offer to take him into daycare or anything. And one day he looked up at his mom and says, I want you to take me into daycare, mommy. And she told him no. And that was the last time he had ever asked anything from her for almost six months. I he he got angry about it, and you know I don't blame him. And my wife and I we we sat down with him for a lot of nights and had a you know heart to heart conversations about hey, look I don't I don't know what was going on with mommy that day. I want you to know that. You know, try not to hold in that anger. You know, do try to talk to her. You know, if she disrespects you, I'm sorry. You can come to me and Chrissy and tell us. Um, and then we'll try to talk to her, adults to adults. But please do try to talk to her. And, you know, he's like, okay. 
and yeah, he tried, and she she kept doing the same thing over and over. No, I don't want to talk to you. Go upstairs. Go find Connor. Go find Chrissy. And that that was a lot of it. It's, it's me and Chrissy, my wife, were his parents. And, you know, she had signed all the legal documents as far as power of attorneys and things like that um, on the temporary side for us to do basically run his life how we saw fit because she didn't want a part of it, but she didn't want to give him up for adoption or anything like that. And it never quite made sense to me. I mean, maybe she was only in it for the child tax credit every year. I don't know. My wife and I see the good in people rather than the bad in people. So, I mean, we're still fuzzy to this day on it. But I just... I truly wish that she would get her act to, in gear because she has the potential of being an awesome mother. She proved that on, on a few occasions. I hate to say it, less than five, but she did prove it. And not by buying his love like with toys and ice cream and things like that. There were a few times she's like, you know, is it okay if I take Kieran out? We're going to go see a ball game or we're going to go to the movies or something like that. And it's like, Stacy, we're not his parents. You don't have to ask us. Just because you signed over a bunch of a, a power of attorneys on, you know, certain things does not mean you need our permission. We, we told you that from the beginning when, when this whole thing started. And she was like, I know, but I'm just trying to do better. And I'm like, all right, I I can respect that. And thank you for asking. And, you know, he'd come home all happy and stuff and like they had a good time. And I'm glad they had a good time. But then that was like one day and then everything went back to hell between him and his mom. And, you know, my wife and I, again, would try to have another conversation with her and things like that. But. She mostly just slept all day or, or, or she didn't come home. There, there were, I don't know. I think they were equally matched where she sleep all day or just not come home. And we'd text her and be like, Hey, where are you? Are you safe? And things like that. And we just wouldn't get answers for days or until she walked in the door. And then there was always some type of excuse, but So the takeaway from this is, on this one, is literally see something, say something, and don't be afraid to say something. I wish my wife and I would have said more to CPS, but we didn't. We didn't want Kieran to end up in another home that he didn't want to be in. And later in life, we found out that actually would have never happened um, because he was being taken care of. So... If, if you know somebody, kid, teen, or adult that's being mistreated, please report it. And if you don't know where your local CPS is, Child Protective Services, then by all means, call your own county uh, sheriff's department. And they most definitely can point you in the right direction on who to go to, where to go, and how to do it. Y'all have a good night. Take care.